0: Welcome to Team Genius Audio. I'm your host and coach, George Fushing. Thanks for tuning in to discover strategies, expertise, and techniques to help all teams become dream teams. We're covering team craft, product craft, and leadership craft. This episode first appeared as a live stream on YouTube. Join me every week on my channel to be part of the live cast as it happens. Search for George Fushing or Team Genius on YouTube. And now it is time for this episode. Thanks again for joining. I am very glad that you chose to watch this uh, video. My name is George Pashing. I am a business and executive team development coach. And over the last 20 years, I have not only been obsessing about teamwork, but also about how teams can get quicker and quicker and quicker. And there are several things underlying the pace at which things are happening. And it's not only related to the type of work that we're doing. It's not only related to... Um, how we're structuring the work, whether we're working in traditional ways of working or in agile ways of working, even if we're working in agile ways of working and breaking things down and so on and so forth. There are still a lot of aspects that we need to consider that actually make it harder for us to do the work that we're doing. And that is coming down to a few specific reasons. I'm going to share with you some underlying aspects that help us understand better what those are. But more importantly, I'm going to give you some specific strategies for your organization, for your teams, and for yourselves that you can employ in order to speed everything up that is being worked on. Now, two key things that are underlying why things are taking the amount of time that they are taking have to do with the way that we are actually organizing ourselves around the work and how much work we are taking on. How we are organizing us around uh, work is still to this day in 2020, the time of recording this, that more often than not people choose to work on more things than one at the same time and therefore we are looking to switch and and i'm not talking about switching in between tasks from a minute to minute basis but uh, we get interrupted and or as a team we're working on more than one things at the same time and again this is not related necessarily to one task or action that has to be undertaken but let's look at a product development team and you are taking in say 10 items into your planning iteration into your sprint and you're starting all of them at the same time that means that the team is switching back and forth between all of them at the same time so that is a great example of where task switching happens Um, but also when you are using a personal example think about uh, driving and you're driving your car and you're listening to music even that is dividing your cognitive attention. Uh, some of the work that you're doing whilst driving the car seems automated, but actually what you're doing is you're reducing the cognitive capacity um, because cognitively you can only focus at one thing at a time. And we have now... Over a dozen studies, the University of Michigan actually happens to have a a group of scientists that are dedicated to the cognitive aspects here and has a great selection of these studies available. I'm going to link to them in the description below that helps to prove scientifically all of these aspects that we ought to consider in the world of work as well. In the driving example, even just driving and listening to music is already diverting your attention. What's diverting your attention more and sorry, splitting your attention is if you were listening to a podcast or you're having a conversation with someone and what is even more distracting is also having a conversation with somebody who you are talking to over a hands-free system in your car because then you're, you need to strain your focus a lot more in order to understand that uh, person. Your cognitive attention is split between driving the car, which is, you know, deserving your utmost attention because it has uh, safety repercussions and whatever else it is that you're doing. There's a great book also that um, uses this example and shares a lot more about it, which is called The Invisible Gorilla. So whether that is driving a car or in the world of work, we are trying to do several things at the same time that all require our cognitive attention and our cognitive focus is singular you can also find out more about this by running a simple experiment and when you are taking a phone call on your mobile phone some people tend to sit others um, somehow are compelled to uh, get up and pace around but they don't actually pay much attention to their surroundings as they're pacing around so pacing around at home which is very common for us nowadays uh, right now at the time of recording or in a private office not a big deal But if you are somewhere where there are other people, it's quite likely that you end up bumping or other people bump into you because your cognitive attention is on your phone call, not so much on your surroundings. The fact that our cognitive focus is singular then also translates to issues in the world of work. Whenever we are switching our cognitive focus from one task to another, our mind needs to stop processing the task at hand and start processing the next task at hand. And uh, part of these studies was also to try and find out, well, under which circumstances is that easier or more difficult. So one has to do with the difficulty of the task and how familiar you are with the task. So if you are quite familiar with the task, then it is easier for you to switch between two different tasks. But if the task is less familiar and also more difficult, then it takes a lot longer to switch between the tasks. An example for those of you who uh, don't work as part of a team, but you are perhaps a a manager, senior manager, executive manager, regardless of the level that you are at. If your calendar is packed with 15 or half-hour meetings, then I know based on my own experience as an executive coach that you usually wish for more time, you usually wish for more achievement and more productivity. The issue that comes with a calendar that is packed as that is that your mind takes about 15 to 30, sometimes 45 minutes to actually switch between tasks. So if you have 15 to 30 minute calls, then your mind uh, actually needs a proportion of a call in order to switch from the other call or preparing for the next call. So if you have, um, if you're on the go without breaks in uh, between those calls, then it's actually quite uh, tricky to make good decisions because your mind is still uh, processing the switching between the calls. What concerns us about uh, this issue is that some teams work on more than one product at the time then it is never quite clear when you work on which products. And the switching between them is even more demanding because not only do you switch between different features, you switch between different products and you have a higher cognitive load in order to switch between those uh, things back and forth. Those are all real issues, all related to the cognitive costs of task switching. Another issue that we need to look at when we are aiming to speed everything up is how many things we are loading onto a system for being worked on and uh, this is where the, from a scientific standpoint queuing theory comes into play the traffic or driving equivalency here would be if you think about traffic in a city or traffic on a motorway the more traffic you have the slower things go but it's not a linear it's a geometric curve that comes into play here because it it is so much worse uh, once you go more and more towards the the ultimate capacity of the traffic system. That's why when you have traffic in a a city area, at one point you are moving from uh, movement to gridlock um, if you have a certain load on that traffic system. And same when you are on the motorway, once you get to 70-80% then actually it is very prone to standstills, and no one is moving anymore right and the same applies to organizations the more things an organization tries to work on the slower everything gets right so those are the two key things that are the underlying issues for everything slowing down a lot Um, the number of things we are trying to accomplish overall and the number of things we are trying to switch um, between at the same time so those two Are compounding issues that are working together and are making it very difficult for us to have a speedy execution and delivery of uh, value. So what are the two goals that we then need to address in order to speed everything up? So the first one quite clear, less switching and the second one also quite clear, fewer things. Right? Why is it difficult for us to accomplish these? Usually because we want to um, get things done more quickly. But because we want to get things done more, more quickly, it is somehow in our human condition embedded that we start more things. And that is exactly the opposite of what we should be doing. Right? Instead of starting more things, we should focus more on finishing more things. That comes now where we look at the strategies that I recommend for you to consider. Let's start with the teams first. First thing is a uh, number of uh, products or projects that you're working on at any one time. Um, if you're working on um, um, more than uh, one or two. You're going to have to review how you do things because you're not really making anywhere near as much progress on the second, third, and then especially fourth, fifth, and sometimes sixth that you might be working on together in the team. Okay. So you need to have a clear conversation with the stakeholders and realign the expectations because if if you continue working on all of them, three, four, five, six at the same time, everything will take longer and everyone will be unhappy. That type of attitude ultimately gets you there a lot slower and makes for strained customer relationships. If you are in an organization where you do your own product development, ideal is one product per team so that a team does not work on more than one product at a time. If you are in a digital agency, creative agency, sometimes that may not be economically viable. So you kind of think about having a team that might be working on two client engagements at the same time, in which case I would recommend to think about chunking your weeks into dedicated days if that is not feasible then half days Uh, but mind you when you go from one half day to the other half day there will be a switching cost where the team gets themselves into the frame of mind for the other client engagement Uh, again either dedicated days for a client or dedicated half days for a client and map out the the week and uh, work out uh, how to do that but generally speaking uh, one product per team if the product requires for more than one team to work on it then you know you have more than one team working on it but each team is only working on one product so that's uh, that's a key thing here within the work on that one product ensure that you don't start too many items when you work on them and ensure that you have a real focus on finishing items before starting items right so again reducing switching by working on fewer things at the same time Great. Now let's take a look at you personally. So personally, depending on what type of work you do, this may feel more or less uh, tricky. Ironically, people like uh, like me, you know, coaches, um, whether that be an agile coach, business coach uh, or, or executive coach, it is very common that while we preach to our customers or the teams that we're working with to work on fewer things. It is very common that our kind is tempted to work on more things at the same time and uh, suffer from that. And I have been doing the same thing up until this year when um, you know, based on uh, global events, I was forced uh, to actually slow down. And because of the slowing down, I just reviewed everything. And I made a very conscious tro- uh, choice to reset and restart. And while I'm offering multiple things, I am pursuing key goals only on a sequential basis so work to your capacity manage to your capacity um, use a chunking approach to your week as much as you possibly can and this is really possible for almost everybody where you look at your week and you look at your key activities and you try to chunk them so that you work on similar activities in a time chunk so for example um, in my week i have dedicated half days for working with customers or mentees or with executive leaders I'm coaching and I have dedicated uh, half days where I'm doing collaboration with partners. I have dedicated half days where I'm doing content creation or um, course creation and so on and so forth. So this way I know exactly when I start a half day that this is my focus for my cognitive uh, frame And uh, there are no interruptions and no changes because I can do these things exactly as I've set them out. And uh, so far, I'm very satisfied with them. There are occasional changes, but ultimately, this is a great strategy. And uh, everyone who starts with time chunking and uh, gets in the habit of doing so and manages to avoid the temptation of giving in to, um, to others' demands or priorities and respectfully channels them into the appropriate chunks in their on their calendar um, has given me very good feedback that this has been working very well for them also. Now let's look at the organization. This is of course where it is a bit more tricky because you have, unless you are a key decision maker, you have more influence than you have control over it. If you are a key decision maker, I can only encourage you to actively implement some of these strategies that I'm suggesting here. If you are um, not in a decision-making capacity, but you're watching this video, then I would encourage you to use your network, your level of influence in order to, um, to consider some of the uh, upcoming strategies for benefiting from um, the pursuit of less switching and a few things to be worked on because the ultimate result is that everything will be um, speeding up right Everything that is uh, left being worked on will be uh, will be sped up. The ideal way would actually be to pause and take a look at everything in the portfolio that is currently being worked on and consider what the value of each of those items are and what the customer expectations are of um, all the things that are currently being uh, worked on and re Uh, schedule the work accordingly prioritize the things that are high value and have an earlier time frame for delivery and work out what the capacity is of your of the organization and then map those high value earlier expectancy in terms of delivery onto the teams that you have available and ideally you want to do that together with representatives from the teams right so that you are not um, uh, making decisions on to uh, others, but making the decisions together with representatives of the teams because they have the freshest information available. So um, if you are a participant in those teams, then fantastic, you already have that information. Okay, so pause, review the portfolio based on value and customer um, expectancy and make a conscious choice, tying back to some of the things that we mentioned about teams, right? So uh, one product is being worked on by, uh, by one team. And for all these other initiatives that therefore have to be paused, ensure that you have a respectful conversation with the customers about the impact of uh, doing that. And the benefit is that while they might have to wait um, a little bit for their things to be started, ultimately, they will actually get things earlier than they would have if you had kept their activities fresh. Um, alongside all of the others that you have been uh, working on, um, when it comes to SMEs or startups, there is a slightly different strategy for you. Your, uh, for you um, here, in addition, which is your um, your time and attention is a lot more limited than large organizations, of course. So when it comes to your ability to deliver, um, again. Same as before with the portfolio and the teams that you are working on. But um, some of the uh, suggestions that I'm offering for you are more upstream wherein you want to qualify your pipeline um, better, right? And qualify, 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 ensuring that you don't chase after every opportunity that you might currently be after, but ensure that you um, qualify better based on your value system, your roadmap and your vision and your capacity. And nurture your pipeline accordingly and uh, work more closely with those uh, leads and prospects where there is a stronger resonance rather than um, trying to make everybody happy and ultimately divert your attention. Right. So those are the key strategies that I um, have prepared for you today. So with that, I would like to close off for today. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much for watching. Um, My name is George. This is Team Genius Live. I wish you all the best until next time. And I wish you all the best for the practice with your team. And goodbye.